Wrestling sucks, huh? <laughs> oh man! Uh, so they should have renamed that pay per view instead of Backlash. WWE misguided. So I didn't watch any of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I like right. I said, I wouldn't. But uh, I did read results, kinda. But I, I was gonna let you be the one to give it to me. Okay. Uh, why do you think wrestling sucks right now? Because WWE we did backlash. All right, so they're, they're they're bastardizing the cinematic match. Okay, uh, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, I did watch backlash. I watched every bit of it from the pre-show all the way till the end of the main event. Um, to be fair, though, um, I jumped on my 3DS and started playing Majora's Mask and doing all the side quests because. I was just like, this is a perfect time for me to just zone out and just stop paying attention because this is not good. Um, the the open the pre-show match for the U.S. title was fine, um, but the main card was sort of it was just sort of everything I don't like about wrestling, and it's just me like nitpicking. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the first match was uh, I think it was the first match was the three-way. Uh, six-person uh, tag match for the women's titles, mm-hmm. and I just don't like three ways, like unless it's like a two-on-one type of situation, which we got to later. I don't, I typically do not like the third person being involved in the match because they're always just laying on the outside doing nothing. They're always on the outside doing nothing, and generally they have a third person in the match so someone can take the fall to keep someone looking good. That's yeah. Or it's so or or it's so they could look like that one person's gonna win and then the heel swoops in at the end and wins. You know what I mean? So it looks like uh Alexa Bliss is about to regain the tag titles. She does the 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 splash off the top rope and then gets dragged out and the heels win. So that's what happened. Like this match was pretty inoffensive. I didn't think it was good. I just don't like three ways, so I didn't care for it. What about like, ECW was, three-way? See, that's the thing. I like elimination three-ways. Okay. Because, because there's typically no guy on the outside doing nothing. And if there is, it's, it serves a purpose. Like, but there's usually like a two-on-one attack. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. usually like Stevie Richards and fucking Sandman ganging up on Terry Funk. So we can make like the heroes come back. So we could do a moonsault off a fucking ladder. Sort yeah, of. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love I love it when they have a ladder. You know it's going to be a low-budget show when the ladder they have only has one side to it. One side and it sucks. One, a one-sided ladder is a dead giveaway that you are in for a low-budget show. Which, what, was which the, is, what, what was the first ladder match that had like a shitload of ladders? Uh, probably one of the T- uh, WWE Hardy Edge Christian Dudley Boys matches. It might have just been the ladder match they had at SummerSlam 2000. Because I never had one where like the ladder was so shitty that they weren't sure they were going to be able to finish the match, right? Well, you're talking about having a ton of ladders? 
as like backups and stuff. That's what I thought. thought yeah. You meant. But if yeah, like was there was there one that necessitated that? Um, probably. Uh, but but I can't think of any ladder matches where uh, this probably it does exist where the ladder broke and it's the only ladder they had. Yeah, because it's a shitty ladder. They didn't just buy the good ladder. You'd think that like. If they were gonna do the uh, the the ladder match for WrestleMania, where they just cut away and use the crash pad for that giant spot, they can incorporate a broken ladder spot to finish the match. Like, oh no, we're out of ladders. <laughs> you know, you know when the wrestler or whoever was in the hardware store and bought the shitty ladder that they're not the smartest person in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you could tell they they were probably running the show. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that's that's sort of the theme of the show is just misguided. Um Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, you'd think after Sheamus was like drugging Jeff Hardy and crashing his car that Jeff Hardy would get some revenge. Nope, just just jobs clean, one, two, three in the middle. I'm like, oh, Wait. you're taking a you're taking a big star and sacrificing him to Sheamus, a guy who you've had for ten years and is basically your Jeff Jarrett. Say the part before that again. So Jeff Hardy, like the storyline was Seamus drugged him and like crashed his car into Elias uh, and then made him. T- oh, so they uh, also they redid a skit from 2005, 2006, where the McMahons make Shawn Michaels take a drug test. Seamus redid that almost verbatim with Jeff Hardy on SmackDown. I didn't watch it because I don't watch the weekly shows, but I saw a summary of it afterwards, and it ends the same exact way with the same exact wording, like almost verbatim. I don't remember the Shawn Michaels one. So basically, Vince and Shane make Shawn Michaels take a piss test, and then they do like they're making fun of him, being like, "PSA, kids, just say no, blah blah blah," and they're making fun of Shawn Michaels for his past drug use, and then Michaels gets sick of it and goes, "You know, like they say, it's always better to be pissed off than pissed on," and then he throws his piss on him. Okay. That same exact thing happened on SmackDown this week with Jeff Hardy going, like, they say it's better to be pissed off than pissed on, and then he throws his piss on Sheamus. <laughs> but they... So did they do it, like, as a wink and a nod, or did they just do it? No. No. It, it, I think they wrote the same song again. Okay. Like, Green Day wrote Basket Case again. <sighs> I dreamed that WWE doesn't care no more. Oh, it's totally because fucking Pritchard did it. That's a green. That's a Green Day joke right there. In case you were wondering, Dude, I I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't pick up on it either. Uh, but uh, yeah. So so Jeff Hardy, who you'd think like they'd want to build up for like a world title feud eventually. Like, he's one of your top guys. Might as well make use of him. No, they just job him out to Sheamus. And it was kind of like... I mean, let's be honest here. They're jobbing him out because they know he's not going to renew his contract. I don't think so. I think they want to keep him. But he's not going to go be Brother Nero and not fucking have to be Jeff Hardy? I think they want to keep him to go to be like a world title contender. That's what I thought was happening. You know, like... I don't, I don't think the Hardys need to stay together right now. I don't think there's money in the tag team right now. I think there's money in the I don't individually. Think there's mon- I don't think there's money in the tag team at all. 
But I like, think if I think if anything, if they tag up, it's going to hold Jeff back from being like a singles star. Yeah, but I also think that it keeps Jeff from having to take crazy ass fucking bumps when he's old. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, he could always like you know work smart. <laughs> not for Vince, he can't. <laughs> I know. Not for yeah, those fucking. Not for those animals. Yeah, they just want him to jump off high things. Yeah. Uh, but. Like from from what I thought was that you'd think you'd do everything in your power to keep a guy like Jeff Hardy around. You would think, but they're also fucking dumb. They are very dumb. Yeah. Um, but like, it w- it would be nice to have like a Jeff Hardy world title feud down the pike. That that could be that could be money for him. But no, they just job him right off to Sheamus. And I'm just kind of like, okay, nobody gives a fuck about Sheamus. Nobody ha- has ever given a fuck about Sheamus. Nobody ever will give a fuck about Seamus. He is like your perennial mid-card guy who just he won't ever get over like a certain level. You know what I mean? He's like a Don Morocco type of ca- character. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's but, that's a good comparison actually. But, like I don't hate Seamus. I kind of like him. Like especially when he was in the bar. But like there's just like a level to his popularity that he can't like get any more popular than So I liked, I liked him like um, when he was doing the when he was the Money in the Bank, Seamus when he hit the Mohawk, where like everyone hated him. Yeah, yeah. But like, you can't have Seamus and Roman Reigns working on top at that point because it was terrible. No one wanted either of them. Either yeah, so or, that, that, you could do. You I can't mean. have both. Like that character works as like a uh, uh, upper mid carder. Like it doesn't work as the the guy. You know. Well, what he, I mean? he 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 could. He could work on top if he was like, if he was the heel champion, and someone needed to conquer him, it would work. But it was the wrong guy. It was Roman, who everyone fucking hated at that point. Yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think they could have used like Barrett in that situation would have been much more interesting. Oh, the, I mean, Wade Barrett should be. You're talking about Wade Barrett right now, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Like he, St- he, he, St- he should... you're talking about my buddy Stu. <laughs> Stupid! I love I'm that he had got with. some bad news. That's not a bad. That's not a bad. Uh, <laughs> bad news, bear impression. Thanks. I mean, nothing. It's, it's not rocket science, but it's it's right there. Yeah, thanks. Uh, oh, it's I, my always, I, Here it is. You can hear me, but yeah, I can't hear you. Oh, yep. Story of our day. <laughs> yep. I. I. You're. You're. All right. You're back. Yep. Better than ever. <laughs> that was dumb. Nice break to keep me from defending Seamus anymore. That was our weekly uh, awkward. Oh, here's another one. Thing? Oh, oh wow. we're back. We're back. Okay, we're back. That was a quick so one. So it's a, you get a twofer this week. Yeah. There may be more. Uh, so yeah, Verizon's having a weird thing today. Like, we were, you were texting me to get to like do the show either today or tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, either works for me. But then you never got my texts. So then, like, I got like, I got paranoid when you never text me back, as you usually do, like, in these situations. And then you got did paranoid. He finally, that, did he finally do it this time? Yeah. And then you got <laughs> paranoid where it was a similar situation from like when our band practice when this happened before. And so like I emailed you and then like I hit you up on Instagram because those work. But like my texting doesn't work. I tried calling you and I couldn't call out. Uh, yeah, okay. we're a mess today. So we well, yeah, I've been having problems with some stuff today too, because I had to set up Venmo. 
and it wasn't it wasn't getting the code, so like it was all fucky. Yeah, I had I had I had listener text me in the car to make sure that I was receiving texts. Today was a, a weird day for that. Like my phone was working earlier, but it stopped working probably around like three thirty. Yeah, I mean, I got a text from you earlier in the day. Yeah, so weird but stuff. You, your crush figure went for over three hundred dollars, I think. <laughs> uh thank you dan i love you uh <laughs> yeah i want to trade it for uh a warrior ljn grand toys you got a chance i got a very good chance you gotta do that you you gotta have to at least do the selling portion of the crush thing now i saw a guy looking for for one and i was like i'll trade you for a warrior and he never responded to me but he literally just posted a picture of the same figure and i was like i got it <laughs> So yeah, that's a it's a good little good little figure I have right there. I'm trying to parlay it into something that I actually want though. It's a nice little bargaining chip. Yeah. Yeah. If you if it was, it was like three months ago when you had that, I could probably I could probably save you some eBay fees. <laughs> um but anyway, yeah. Uh backlash. So uh we can talk so, about yeah. things right after this. Um it went to the WW no the Universal Title match between Miz and Morrison and Braun Strowman, and they recorded a song that sounded a lot like uh, "Right Now" by Van Halen. Okay, but I don't. But like Michael Cole said, it was like, "Oh, it was like Billy Ocean." They sounded like I was just like, "You fucking tool! I fucking hate you, Michael Cole." Yeah, when we're forty-five or fifty, and Michael Cole's doing. AEW Dynamite with, I don't know who else is doing commentary with him, with John Moxley. <laughs> I'm not going to have the same feeling I had with Shivani, am I? No. Uh, uh, well, I think Cole was good during the uh, the UK tournament thing they had. Because Vince wasn't yelling in his ear, so he could just commentate in the match. And I thought those, yeah, it's, it's I, probably not Cole's fault. I thought he was fine there, but just like saying that, I th- I was like, "You fucking tool! You're such a dork, Michael Cole." <laughs> I think I just hate Vince. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, it's I think I got to... caught up in how cool of a character Vince was. Yeah, and then and then you sort of forget that like the human being's kind of a douchebag. And a human being might be trash. <laughs> uh, so beer for the the working man right there. Um. But yeah, the 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 universal title match uh sucked. Like I hate shitting on wrestling matches because like you know, I can't do what they do. I could if I, you know, tried, but like I didn't, I've never tried, so it's kind of like a weird thing where I'm telling people they did a bad job as like someone who Well, I can't do what Sean Morrison does. I'll say that. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> but like, I can't do what any of them do. But like Miz was like Miz whiffed on a kick by about a foot and a half, and like they tried to like half sell it, and I was just like ugh. And then like John Morrison did something similar like a minute later. It was a bad. It was a bad match. Why are they having two on one title matches on a pay per view? Because it makes sense because they they got the IC title off Strowman in a three on one match. Okay. So Miz and Morrison were like, we'll both go after you, and that's how that's how you lost the last title. So, like, storyline-wise, it made sense. I was cool with that. And I was cool with the tagging. Like, it was a two-on-one handicap match with a tag, so it wasn't just, like, 
a two-on-one tornado match. Yeah, it was like the um, the AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens match. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this match was bad. Um, this was the type of match that Chris Benoit would go to a broom closet and do 500 Hindu squats afterwards. Dave Jericho Belzer, wouldn't have thought it was that bad. Yeah. Dave Belzer would have rated the match he had with his kid higher. Yeah, that's a that's a I, dark joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, Benoit jokes are back. <laughs> and better than ever. Um what else? So yeah, this match was garbage. Probably the worst match of the night was the world title match. Uh Asuka and Nia Jax was also not fun. It was just basically Asuka kicking Nia Jax and like doing drop kicks to her and kicking her, Jax... kick her, kick her in a leg meat. Yeah. And then Nia Jax doing power moves to Asuka. And then there was a double count out. And I was like, fine, whatever. Just get just get out of this match. It's fine. How long was this pay per view? Not very long. It was the normal pay per view. I think it went from seven to close to ten. Okay. So after this, we had the what I thought was the best in-ring match of the night, which was Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre. And you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of either, but it was solid beginning to end. Um, the end was a little overbooked, but it made sense, at least. All right, what was the end? Uh Lana came down and got on the ring apron and distracted, like distracted Lashley. And he was just telling her to go away. And then they did the spot where Lashley goes Bumps. to hit Drew, misses, and hits like something else, or like he hit Lana into MVP, and then he took a Claymore and lost. And so that's how they're over- going to get Lana off her, off him. Yeah, I, it was a little overbooked, and. Uh, Made sense storyline wise, just you know, wasn't my cup of tea. But the match itself was just really good. So it was a best very match solid, of the night. Best in ring match of the night. Okay. Actually, no. Actually, I, I should say that best match of the night because the the best match of the night was taped. Best okay. <laughs> so best match of the night up until this point. So here's where we can fucking. Here's where I want Here's where I have questions This is the meat of the episode right here Yeah. Um, this is the only thing I'm going to go back and watch Okay uh, You should watch the main event too I'll say that No, no, no. The, these two, the last two matches are what I'm going to watch Yeah, absolutely uh, You could skip the Lashley-Drew McIntyre match Even though I liked it, you might not like it You might just think it's a, a slow big guy match or whatever I'm sure it's fine but it's, I don't want, I'm not going to go back and watch fine Especially where I don't Fair. care about the product or the storyline. <laughs> Fair. Perfect. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, it was supposed to be... Uh, I wanted to say Private Party, and then I was like, no, it's Street Profits. Yeah, like, the I do the same thing, actually, which is not good. Uh, it's it's. I like one way better than the other. Yes, absolutely. No, it has nothing to do with the reason you're thinking. It has everything to do with that I like one way better than the other one. I like one better than the other one because we saw a match where they fought the Young Bucks and it was a great match. Yeah, and I like uh, I like tuxedos as part of your gear. 
I think that's reasonable. Uh, my favorite chaotic wrestling wrestler was Johnny Vegas, and that was he had like the Bret Hart type of singlet, but it was like a tuxedo. That's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm, he's he wishes me a happy birthday every year on Facebook too. Oh, so. good for him. <laughs> but anyway. I think he knew that I was a big fan of his when I saw his gimmick. I was like, "Oh my god, thank you!" And then he's he's he was actually uh, John Cena's coach when they did the "This Is Your Life" segment on Raw. Really? Yes. I don't know that segment, but yeah, well, I mean, a, a you, when you segment. make a piece of gear like that, I mean, I got to imagine like anyone who will pop for it, you're in on. Like, yeah, I thought this was pretty great too. Didn't really get over as much as I thought it would, but I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I think that's the, the. I think me and Shakini were the only people who were like, "This is our guy." Right here. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> God, what I would do to go to a chaotic wrestling show right now. <laughs> like, I had missed it before all of this. Like, I would love to just get rip roaring cheap whiskey drunk in the corner of that fucking room. Oh God, you're you're preaching to the choir right now. <laughs> like, I'm I'm missing it too, but uh. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about the, the segment now. So it was supposed to be a tag title match, but instead they all met up backstage and had uh, like a cinematic thing going on. Yeah. And from all I could tell, this was like panned. Like everyone hated this, including me. <laughs> it seemed like uh, mo- it, it, the, the reviews that I read, no one cared for this. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, I I looked briefly online and just sort of got a, a lay of the land, and everyone I thought I saw said that it was too much of a good thing, basically. You know what I mean? Like, when you have, like, two scoops of ice cream and someone puts that third one down, and you eat the third one, and then you get sick because you ate too much of it. So too much of a good thing with cinematic matches in general? It, it, and what happened in the cinematic match? It was too over the top. Okay. Like, too much bullshit happened. Hmm. I wonder if I want to fall on a different edge of this than you might. You this, might. So I, I, if I'll fully acknowledge it, I'll probably be in the minority on it. But if it's way over the top, stupid, I think I might be in on that. It's. I feel like they tr- the part that would have got me didn't get me. And I, okay. I, I, now I don't want to talk about what happens in it because, like, I know you you got to watch it. So well, I know there's a giant ninja. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. Um, they had like Akira Tozawa as like a kung fu movie villain, basically. Yeah. And they bo- they all teamed up against the ninjas, basically, and they won, and they became the the Viking prophets. So they were going against each other the whole time. And then halfway through it, they become uh, a team together to fight these ninjas. So now they're all like friends. And then after they beat the ninjas, Akira Tozawa brings in this big ninja and they all run away. And that's the end. That's basically the end. Yeah. They fall, they fall into a dumpster and then, uh, Hanson um, has like there, there's two there's I'll say this there's multiple like dream segments where he like daydreams in this 
and like he he's like thinking about like girls being like you're you're cute and then he looks at his partner is like you not so much and it happens like over and over again and then like the referee comes over and it's like what are you guys doing your match is on and they're like in the dumpster and then she's like hey you're cute your partner not so much and then like and then the dumpster drives away with all four of them in it wow that sounds really stupid it was like i said it it could have worked had some of the hooks like got me but it just didn't get me that doesn't, that doesn't sound like a good hook right there that's like the the big ninja was the hook i it feel sounds like, like, and, see, like, like I, that sounds that sounds like a great hook to, to me i feel like if you got a guy who's tall like towers over kevin nash you might want to use him in a more serious manner not super tried... giant ninja that not some wcw saturday night bullshit not in like because they already ruined like they, they were announcing brodus clay as like a monster coming in and i was like all right they're gonna try to shoot this guy to the moon cool and then they they double doinked it and made him the funkadactyl or whatever or funkasaurus and uh like for this i feel like you had the chance to bring in another serious monster heel and instead you just made him like a, a goofy caricature you know and now everyone knows him as that giant ninja guy Maybe he's a terrible worker, so he needs to be goofy. Like, it's the same thing with, like, uh, the Yeti. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Yeti was the super giant ninja on WCW Saturday Night. I know. And it's just kind of like, all right, these characters have never <laughs> and we worked. we just watched the Yeti, too. That's what I mean. That's why <laughs> um, I, I For me, it just didn't work. I didn't like this. Um like I said, like I typically do enjoy the cinema, uh, cinematic stuff because they're so bad that they sort of cross over into becoming good. So that's how I, what I anticipate for for this one, just because it's so ridiculous. The I people think, involved, too. I think it gets so bad that it just never crosses over to being good. Like it tries to cross over, but there's like an invisible wall that prevents it. I think they have to, they can't be trying to do that. That's what once, I mean. they, I th- once they start trying to be kitschy, it's probably going to be terrible. That's what I mean. I think they were really trying to do, to be very cute and funny and, like, z- it was basically like a zany, like, psychedelic type of thing. Like, without the psychedelic stuff. Like, it's just trippy. I think it was, like, because, I mean, the, the Boneyard match, they probably were trying to make a great action movie, but they read something stupid. Well, and that's why it was great. I think the same thing. I thought it was the Boneyard with the Boneyard match. It was way more serious in tone. But yes, like, it was it was like a serious setting, a serious presentation. But the people in it made it not serious, and that's why it was kind of kind of worked. This is like the opposite, where the whole presentation was like goof, goofy as hell, and the people in it were trying to be serious and treat it like seriously. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it before next week, and I'll give you my. We we'll do a uh, cinematic match draft. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Episode sixty nine is the cinematic the cinematic match mat draft. Oh boy, whoever gets the first like whoever wins the first draft gets the third draft, and that's sort of like an automatic win, in my opinion. So whoever wins the first, whoever gets the first draft pick, yeah, they get if they get one three, that's almost an automatic win. 
Well, we can just rank them before we draft them. Let's power rank the. <laughs> yes. Well, all right. We'll do. We'll, all right. We'll, we'll power draft, rank we'll it right now, and you can find out our draft picks next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hold off on that for a second. Yeah. And talk about the greatest match in history. So most of what I read had very high things to say about this. High praise. Okay. Good, because I have not heard what anyone else had to say about it. But as a wrestling match, I loved it. Edge was Steamboat, Orton was Flair. Okay. Um, lots of false finishes at the end. It was probably as close to like New Japan style of like storytelling in the ring as you get. Like it was very Okada Omega E at the end. It was like rankings I saw were like A plus. Yeah. Okay. As a as a wrestling match goes, this could be Orton and Edge's best match ever. Like in general or together? In general. That's a lot That's, to say for Edge. I know. Like I'm, I'm discounting the the latter matches because that's more okay. of like a, a tag type of situation. But in terms of a, a singles match, this might be his best match. Especially, it's it's awesome coming off of how the many match was kind of like, eh, whatever. Too like, fucking long. Too fucking long and too much of the same old beat each other up backstage thing. Uh, this match had a lots of fighting, but it was also very well executed in the ring. Like there's granted it was taped beforehand and uh edited and stuff, but still like it was just phenomenal, like what they did. I thought it was a great match. No, that seems to be the general consensus of that too. But that's that's the one I wanted to watch because if anything's like that good, I feel like I owe it to the owe it to wrestling to watch it. And yeah. because I like Edge and Randy Orton. I'm not the biggest fans of either one of them, but I like. Kinda, I mean, it's kind of like Lashley McIntyre. This match was very good. Like, I like. I like Orton. I think he's solid in ring, and I don't think he's ever had a bad match. I'll say that. Um, I'm, I'm, I, mostly, I, I'm mostly. I'm like talking Edge about personality wise. Like that's what I mean. Like I, I like Edge a lot more in terms of like an in ring wrestler. Uh, but I'm not like the biggest like Edgehead or Randy Orton fan in the world. But I, I like them. I can't think of many. Matches by either guy that would like stick out as really good ones. Uh, the only edge match I can think of that was like pretty good was well, I guess him and Jericho at Mania that year was really good. Edge's with, with Undertaker Ed, were good too. Edge's matches with Cena were good. I don't remember those ones. They were a long time ago, but they were Edge, good. Edge was a guy that I liked during a time in wrestling that I didn't watch. Yeah, <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, this match great in ring stuff, but we got to talk about the stuff that made it like bad. And this okay. is sort of fits that fits into the misguided WWE thing. Like, I don't know who's in charge of like presentation or like creative right now. Like, and this stuff with this stuff, but it's bad. It's very bad. Um, they edited in, um. Fan noise or crowd noise. Okay, so I heard a clip and it was a look. It seemed like it was loud crowd noise, but I didn't think it was going to be edited in. I thought it was just there was some people there. No, they had people there, but it was like the typical like 10, 20 people from NXT. Yeah. 
it would have been so much better if you only had their reactions because they were pretty much doing with whatever the the piped in noise w- was doing anyway. So it's kind of like, we'll just have it be natural because when they edit it in, it sounds super fake. Like my my eyes and my ears aren't calibrated correctly, basically, like when I'm watching it. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's it sucks so bad. And like, I heard sports radio do this because football was talking about doing this if they can't have fans they just pipe in noise in the broadcast yeah and i was like i was like oh this sounds gross it sounds that's what i was gonna say like it does not it sounds fake and like i don't like it just stop it (laughs) uh i feel like real sports are gonna have a lot to uh have to thank wwe for making the mistakes before they do it yeah a lot of things like they fucking botched wrestlemania with like as far as like healthy people being there and banking on that shit. Yeah. Like the crowd noise, which is, I can't believe anyone would even make that mistake. Wrestling. I guess I get because it's fucking wrestling. Like I, I I get it for that. If they were going to try this, I wish it wasn't for this match because it ruined it. It took away from the best match that they've done in a long time in ring. It only subtracted from the match. Like, I wish they could have just left the crowd noise as is. Because that was the big sort of thing that they did. The other thing they did was they tried to have all these, like, different camera angles. And it uh, just didn't work. Like, for that match, they should have kept to, like, the standard camera angles. So where did they do this? Where are they filming this? Same place. Okay. Same place, but it wasn't live. It was pre-taped. Okay, and where was the place they did the pay-per-view? Same place as WrestleMania. Okay, performance center? Yeah. Uh, But they have, like, uh, plexiglass barriers with, like, the NXT people behind the barriers, like, cheering on. Where was the... Where was TakeOver? Was that the same place as Mania? Yes. Okay. It was the same exact setup, yeah, except for the the house was gone and the, the regular ramp setup was there. Okay. But like, here's some of the pres- Like, here's some of the things they did. They didn't do any live commentary. They edited it all in. So like, it's the commentary is bad. But like, there are shots where you see the commentary team, and they're all just sitting there, mouths shut, just looking, and you hear them talking. Then so why would so- they have the commentary team somewhere else? Well, it's just another one of those things where I don't know who's in charge of creative or pre- uh, presentation or anything like that but it's just stuff that like people see that they're just kind of like Ugh, like why are you doing that like and it's stuff that wwe just doesn't care about i guess it's like fucking bad dubbed themes on their network yeah exactly yeah yeah like ah, oh, who cares and then it's like oh well, well turns out everyone cares about that Stuff that isn't important to them in the moment, but it's really important to everyone else. Yeah. Just another way to fucking bastardize what they got going on. But, like, some of the stuff they did was they had Charles Robinson in the powder blue uh, shirt and the bow tie. For what reason? To look like an old-timey referee, and I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. Wait, for the last match? Yeah. Okay. I was like, yep, I agree to this. <laughs> I was like, there should be more of this. 
But they also had something that I thought was kind of it was it was fine, but it was kind of odd that they did it. They had the MSG microphone thing drop down from the ceiling, and then they had Fink introduce Edge and Orton. But Fink is dead, so there was no one there. They just had they like, they jeetered him. They they just had it piped in, yeah. Because like Derek Jeter has the old guy who used to announce for the Yankees announce it. Well, he does. Jeter hasn't played in fucking how long? But he Jeez. did. Three, four years now. Well, I feel like it was longer. <laughs> was it five years? Was he in the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah, he got put in this year, didn't he? Maybe. I don't even fucking know. You could. Yeah, he you, got, might have been, five, you might have been right with the three years. It was. I think I think it's five years because he was in the Hall of Fame. He was voted in almost unanimously, but one guy was a holdout. And to that comparison, I say, fuck you. He's a fucking... He Cheater wasn't that good. He should have been a unanimous Hall of Famer. No, Griffey should have been. He should have been too. They both should have been. No, Griffey should have been. Jeter, I make a case that he's not a fucking unanimous Hall of Fame. But it was only one person. It was only one person preventing that from happening. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but you know who, who was unanimous? Who? Mariano Rivera. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree to that. No one even cared that he was a closer. The DH of pitchers. <laughs> but he was he was pretty much lights out for for from what what 96 to 03. Yeah, he was the greatest of all time. Okay, so that's still ex- a, a ex- good except run. for except for one game 2004. Oh boy. That was fun. <laughs> that standing that standing ovation the first time he went back to Fenway after that. <laughs> Uh, the 04 Red Sox, the greatest team ever. Yeah. Back before I hated the Red Sox. <laughs> Is there any more wrestling before? Because I have I have some baseball stuff, actually, we could get to. Okay. Um, we can yeah, wrap they, up the wrestling. I know we... My one thing just, about the Fink thing is, uh, like, why didn't you just do this more when he was alive, you know? Like, you had the I chance, think, he was there, and now all of a sudden he's dead, and you're like, ah, let's bring in the Fink back. That's kind of like, I mean, Fink might yeah. not have wanted to do it. He looked like shit. He looked, like, old and, like, kind of rough I, for a I while. Mean, like, I mean, like, years and years ago. Like, CM Punk brought him back for one night, and he was, like, crying, you know? When yeah. When CM Punk is the new champion and stuff. Like, he was, like, in tears doing that. So I feel like he it, did want to do it. I, th- I think the Fink was a brother, just gauging by the people who really liked him. Yeah. Like the oh. fact that like, like the Fink might have been a mark too, because like, because <laughs> like him and like AJ and Carl Anderson, like were friends with him. Carl Anderson was only there for like two years when he was alive. Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, that was a good burp. Oh yeah. But yeah, uh, let's let's talk about the old baseballs. Okay. Um, first and foremost, you you see the Tory Hunter stuff? No. That um, Tory Hunter came out and said that in every contract that he had, he had it written in that there was a no trade clause for Boston because every time he came to Fenway, someone called him the N word. I know, you know what? I did hear this. Um, I forgot that it was Tory Hunter. Um, yeah, um, I'll say and- this about the Red Sox fan base. Uh, I love the team, the Red Sox. So, like, this has nothing to do with them or how they're managed or whatever. It has everything to do with their fan base. Uh, every year, they they do something for like gay pride, just being like, "Hey, we support you." 
and like they'll fly like the rainbow flag or they ch- last year they changed the bee on their profile picture to like a rainbow bee for a month yeah it's like it's like a, a small meaningless gesture that just shows like camaraderie and like acceptance and i'm like cool thanks red Sox. but you look at the comments and you should never look in the comments but oh boy no you, boston's you, bad you but did you see, see did you see what the red Sox wh- did you can see why that the people would not want to come here. I'll say that. No, I didn't see what the Red Sox did. They came. They made a press conference. They, they made a statement after that said, "Yeah, it's it's, wor- it's much worse than he said it is." <laughs> yeah, like uh, they, I think they, it- they they said they said how many people like how many incidents of that are reported. Tori Hunter said it's happened over a hundred times. I don't doubt that at all. I mean, like I've gone to Red Sox games and seen some of the the middle-aged fan base that they that they draw typically and now i understand why they're trying to raise ticket prices to get those lower income middle-aged dudes out of there i think it's the mid- they think those people have just enough money to get in that's what i mean like that's why they're raising prices like get them out of there no, I, think, like, I think i think that those people have the money mm, I, don't, I feel like if you had the money you i think th- i think those fucking drywall guys make plenty of money to go to red sox games that's that's what they just, I'm trying to say. They're, like, they're not bringing their families. They're only spending sixty bucks. Yeah, they're gonna spend a hundred. They're gonna spend one hundred and thirty dollars on blacking out that day, anyways. They might as well do it inside of Fenway. What's probably like a group of guys at work going for season tickets, and they all split the the the, the, the tickets every year. I mean, no, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a uh, working class problem in Boston. I think that's a problem with people in Boston. Oh, it's one, that's what I'm saying. It's like the people doing it are just fucking the I worst. think that the Red Sox are raising ticket prices because they're very greedy. That too, yeah, yeah. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think it's to try to get like a certain clientele. I don't think it's, it's going to be all Getty Lees there if they keep raising ticket prices. I don't, I, I don't think that's entirely accurate because they're giving them away to like businesses and not so much like... All right, I'll, I will say this though. Uh, I went to a Red Sox game... Um, 2014 season. It was the Rick Porcello year, and uh, the the Cy Young Award winning Rick Porcello year. Yeah. Yes. What a year. Um, they were bad, but I liked Rick Porcello, and I went to the game with uh this guy I knew since I was a kid. We we used to hang out at Hampton Beach all the time. Sort of lost contact over the years, but we sort of met up on Facebook. Went to the game, had a beer, great time. You know, nobody said anything. Um. A couple of years ago, we were going. We were on my way to my friend's bachelor party in New York, and the same friend started like posting really racist stuff on Facebook. All of a sudden, okay, I remember this. Yeah, and I just remember being like, "Dude, like, I, I, I can't have you. Like, I can't be your friend if you're posting this." And he kept posting it. I was, I was like, "Please stop posting this," and he would not. He refused. So I was like, "I gotta let you go. Then I can't, I can't do this anymore." Like, because he was, it was the stuff was he posted was really bad. It was like horrible racist memes. And, like, my black friends were commenting, like, wow, like, I can't believe this guy. Like, I think Tim Bro was, like, this guy works at uh, the Audi in Burlington. I'm going to contact the Audi in Burlington. I'm sure he still works there. But, like, it was very bad what he was doing. So it doesn't surprise me at all that Red Sox fans and mass are super fucking racist. Yeah. Um, hopefully they're thinking of something to do about it because i mean they acknowledge that it was a problem which is it's a huge problem like i'm, well, a, I'm a fan of the team that's, that's not a very they, that's a 
It's not very Red Sox of them to like not try to sweep that under the rug. Well, they shouldn't. Like, well, they shouldn't. They don't. Yeah, you're right. They shouldn't. But like, I mean, maybe it's good PR now to admit to that, to admit to that happening and acknowledging it. It is, but like, but I just feel like you know all these people who do this, they probably get booted out of the games. Like, I'm assuming. Maybe some of them stay because the people around them don't want like a problem or anything. But I'm assuming if that gets heard by like security, they walk over and escort them out. I would hope. But if it's happening as much as it says, if like Boston shouldn't be the place where like the that's the worst place that that's happening. It shouldn't be, but I feel like no, it's it's embarrassing. I I feel like people are comfortable doing it because Boston always has like close to sell out crowds at Fenway, whereas other cities don't have a lot of people there. You know, Kansas City or Baltimore, someplace like that. Like, you know, the crowds are smaller. Yeah, but so like, but you'll the, be heard. The, the the parks are bigger. That's what I mean. But like, you'll be you'll be people will know who it is. I feel like people feel safe in a big crowd saying it oh, because like I get what you're people saying. look over and like, who the fuck said that? You know? Yeah. Well, I think so, it's yeah. I think there's safety in in a, in a larger crowd doing that. But like, really, it's fucking 2020, and you gotta fucking do that shit still. Like, there's still you buttheads doing this you're fucking dorks fuck you you know no, they, stop making the place worse for everybody no fucking yeah i just thought it was interesting oh i think it's very interesting i thought it's interesting know? for 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 people who say that this is this place isn't that bad as far as that's concerned and for that no, to like, come out like like i said like it's the fans are very vocal and like, I, I even made the comment on when they did the Pride thing this month. I was like, oh, thanks for posting this. I'm going to just look through the comments and bro- and block every single person who's a bigot. And I blocked, like, probably 30 or 40 people. 50,000 people. <laughs> Out of probably, I, I, oh, I did it last year, too, where I just, like, blocked all the fucking the bigots that are on there. And it was probably last year I did probably, like, 100 or so, and then I got sick of it. <laughs> it probably only took, like, five minutes, but... Still, yeah. Boston Red Sox fans are fucking trash. I love the team, oh, though. I don't really love the team. <laughs> They're my geographically convenient team. Grew up watching them, so I like them. Yeah. I, I liked them when they were bad, so... Geography, like, it's, it's geography, geography doesn't make its way into my baseball appreciation for that. That's fine. So, now onto the real meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Is baseball going to play this year? Nope. Uh, Manfred came out today and kind of walked back what he said last week where he was like, 100%, we're going to have a season this year. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. 50 games, I don't care. Let's go. And uh, nope, it, he said today it's looking unlikely. Oh, he did? When did he yeah. say that? I didn't hear that. Yeah, today. Like what time? Uh, mid of late afternoon. Okay, that'd be why I didn't hear it. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, kind of walked it back. He said, I think he said something like it would take a miracle for it to happen. Wow, that's so bad. Yeah. Like, you got basketball and hockey making their way back, so they figured it out. But, like, I do feel like a lot of it comes down to the players not wanting to do it. Well, part of me, part of me doesn't want to blame them, but part of me is like, fucking just give me goddamn baseball. Well... Yeah, I'm always going to blame the owners. I'm never going to be the person that blames the players. 
Baseball players are different, though. They're paid a lot more, and they're whinier. They are whinier. That's why it's easier to get a to get yourself into thinking that it's the players. But if the owners wanted to do it, really wanted to have the season, they could have the season. Yeah, I, well, I think who who is their fucking the MLBPA representative? Said, uh, what's his name? Will something? Was it like Tony Clark? Is that his name? Tony Clark. That's what it's Tony Clark. I was thinking Will Clark. Will Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, I was going to say Tony Gwynn, but I was like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, we, we we have the wrong uh, we have the wrong if decade. We, if we combine Tony Gwynn with Will Clark, we get the MLPPA representative. Um, but he said like we re- he rejected the owner's proposal, and then he's like, just tell us when we're going to show up and play. Yeah, that's what. That's why I just assumed it was going to happen. But like, I'm just kind of like at this point, I'm like, just what was so bad about the owner's proposal? You know, like it's not well, they ideal. Were just, they they were they were disingenuous. They offered three different proposals. And it was all for the same amount of money. Like literally, every single one was just disguised as a different amount of money. But it was literally the exact same amount of money. Is so how many games do you want to play for this amount of money? Okay. Um, that makes and, sense. Like, I didn't then, know anything about the proposals. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get all of it on the way in. I would just, I unabashedly will side with the players. Like, unless, like, there's something super egregious that the players are doing. If they're just, like, they have guaranteed contracts. Yeah. They should. But I think they get, like, an amount per game. Well, yeah, that's that's how their paychecks are dispersed, but... But I feel like that's how they were supposed to be paid, like, with 50 games, was, like, their contract amount, but, like, for 50 games instead of 162. It was for, I mean... So they wouldn't get... Not not quite. They wouldn't get what's... Like, that's how I sort of interpreted it. Granted, I I think I was driving around and listening to uh, Felger and Maz explain this, so I wasn't really paying too much attention. Yeah. So that's how pretty much I I came to explain it, but I knew very very little about the actual proposals. But like you know, if hockey's coming back in the goddamn summer, like why can't baseball? No, no, it's it's a shame. It's 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 embarrassing for baseball that they couldn't get that done. That's sort of the main thing that I was talking about with someone. They're also like, going to get murdered by football because their season would go long. They're going to yeah. get murdered by all the other sports. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, one hundred percent. The, the uh, players shouldn't want to go back because then the owners have a negotiating chip that they say, "Yeah, we're the fourth most popular sport in the country right now. Why are we paying you this much money?" That's how I've already felt. So the the players shouldn't want. Yeah, but baseball makes a ton of money. That's what I'm like. I felt like the the TV contracts were going to start going down because of their popularity was slipping. They just got a huge one. And that's Two. what I mean. Uh, a, was it like TBS? It's, uh, I thought it was ABC. Not ABC. It was a it was a network. Okay, but yeah, they they just got like a big. Co- I did hear about that. A billion dollars. Yeah. So like, I'm just like, all right, well that ain't happening. That's, so these that, guys. That's are gonna that's, keep- that's enough to pay everyone the salary they want to get. Pretty much, yeah. Goddamn, like they make way too much money for to play a goddamn sport though. Can't think like that. That's the way that that's the way the owners want you to think. I know, but it's just my natural instinct so, is to feel that way. Who good for them for making that much money? 
No, the no, owners, no, that, the owners that, make more. I, I, I agree, one hundred percent. And when it comes to like football players, I'm always like Le'Veon Bell. I was behind him one hundred percent. I was like, make as much money as you can because you can't do this forever. Um, but like, when people are making like four hundred million dollars over five years or whatever, I'm just kind of like, oh boy. But <laughs> like, are they really worth it? Like, ugh. yeah. So that's sort of my thing. If someone's willing to pay them four hundred million dollars, that that baseball team's probably going to make over a billion dollars. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's why I'm just kind of like, but how are they making so much money when nobody likes this sport? <laughs> it just doesn't seem right. No, it's. I mean, because they, they, they haven't lost it yet. This might be the last straw, though. It could be. I wouldn't be shocked if. There's some serious stuff going with baseball, which would suck. I love baseball. I love baseball, but too. If baseball was the new hockey and, like, every old hardcore kid ended up loving baseball when they got older instead of hockey, I'd be cool with that. Like, if that was, like, the the punk sport. <laughs> Is hockey the punk sport? Oh, hockey's definitely the punk sport. Okay. Because uh, I like hockey. I'm not really a punk or anything. No, but, like... Punks grow up not liking, or like even like metal kids. It's it's it's, it's that I'm gonna say punk because it makes more sense. But like, man, I don't watch, watch millionaires play ball, play sports ball, and then like eventually you get old enough and you're like, well, I do like hockey and I do like drinking beer with my friends at the house. That's what I mean. Like I like hockey and football for that reason. Like I love just like sitting back watching a beer, or having a beer, and like just fucking shooting the shit, you know? Yeah. It's a good time. Watching a game at a bar, good time. I miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Those were the days. We'll do it soon. All right. So I'm not going to lie. We're going to make this episode end relatively soon because I'm about to, I'm in emergency mode. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I've said everything I need to say today. I think I have too. So uh, what do you want to leave them with? Uh, fuck it, Brutus again. Cool. It's, it's a summer of Brutus.